0: How about those scrappy Pistons, Trista? Only down thirteen of the Timberwolves. There you go. Let's go for them. We got no, more blowouts need- tonight in the NBA.
1: We need two more points for Jalen Duran. Two and a half
0: more points.
1: What's
0: he at now? W- w- yeah, fourteen. Oh, actually, no. I'm sweating Bogdanovich, too. I need Bogdanovich over 17 and a half. He's got 16 right now, so this is good. Oh, he's at 18. Ding, ding, ding. Just as I say, right. he gets over it. Well, no bell here in the in the home studios, but ding, ding, ding. Bogdanovich goes over on that number. Yeah, uh, I mean, the Magic are only up seven on the Hawks. So that's actually a close kick. God, Milwaukee is getting their ass kicked right now. 80 to 48 to the Cavs. 80 to 48. Yeah,
1: would not go ahead and take the Bucks on any line that you give to me. I think they've literally let go of the rope. Also, ding, ding, ding. UConn covers the six against Creighton. Creighton's understreet continues as well. And I am now, I've given it out. I just want to say, I've already given it out a lot. I gave it out at 20 to one, 22 to one. UConn to win it all. It's now, that value is gone. Those numbers are no longer available. They never will be available again. Uh, but tonight is the night. We talked about them, a lot of college basketball last night with John Martin, but tonight is the night where I have decided fully to jump in. I have, I have put a lot of units on UConn to win the whole thing. I think they're going to go back-to-back, 11-1. to Let's make this something I'm invested in for the rest of the season.
0: You, I feel like, because I remember this conversation starting early last year, probably like the first to really jump on the UConn train. And I know you love that they have a crazy coach and Dan Hurley who makes crazy faces, but like you, you really have been sort of the captain, the president of the non-alum UConn UConn fan base that's out there now or fan club, I guess is probably the better word.
1: Yeah. And I just think Donovan Klingon's really good. I think the whole roster Mm -hmm. has shooting and athleticism and they all play really hard and they've just figured it out. And you see it when they play non-conference opponents, which is what's going to happen in the tournament. They beat the hell out of them, right? You saw yeah. six-point favorite uh, against Creighton, and they end up beating them sixty-two forty-eight. So very low-scoring game. Creighton obviously is a good defense, but I tell you what, UConn's finding their stride. I still think there's value there. And you're right. I think I was one of the first people on the train.
0: You, you definitely were. So, yeah, still 80-48. to 48, uh, Cavs over Milwaukee. Remember, no Giannis in that. He does have a bruised shoulder, so he was out. Celtics up 87-69 on the Spurs. Knicks up 7-60 to 53 on the Rockets. Toronto's beating the hell out of Miami, too, 82-59. To uh, early, early right now for uh, Lakers-Mavs. 25-21, Lakers on top. Anthony Davis has 10 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists already, while uh, Kyrie is scoreless, has only taken one shot so far in the first quarter. So very quiet game for him against LeBron, where if you haven't seen it, there's a big article on ESPN.com about the process and how the Lakers were trying to get Kyrie and, you know, what that was. And it really didn't make any sense. I think we I, I remember you and I talking about this plenty on the show. We are like, how is this even going to work? Like, what are they going to do? They can't afford it. They don't have the assets to trade away. Like, it never really made sense. It was like fun in theory, but it's one of those Twitter trades that we do where we go, yeah, this guy would be great here. Okay, so how is that actually going to happen?
1: Yeah, you're right. I, I had no idea how that would have ever come to fruition. It was really fun to think about. But good for Kyrie, yeah. still doing the Lord's work, and and getting LeBron wins by doing nothing.
0: <laughs> little by little by little, right? Uh, all right. So we spent a lot of time talking about the Ravens and the Texans coming up this weekend. This is even more than Wild Card Weekend. This is probably my favorite sports weekend of the year, Trista. We just have – because, like, when you get the wild card games, you always have, like, one or two stinkers, right? I mean, like, Miami didn't do anything against Kansas City. Boy, was that obvious that that was going to happen. I mean, clearly that trend just stayed right where it was. Guess what? They're not good in cold weather. Uh, But, you know, you you now get to the point where you have teams that either earned a bye or they won a playoff game. So, you – Hopefully, fingers crossed, get a bunch of really good games. I don't know if we're going to necessarily get like Bills Chiefs from 2021 where that game went to over. I mean, one of the most epic playoff games that we've ever had. Texans Ravens aside right now, though, I, Chiefs Bills, man, like that. that's a rivalry that's just continued to grow over the years. But yet both teams right now aren't as strong as they were when we saw them in that 2021 game a couple of years ago, right? I lean Bills in this, and I, I can't believe I'm saying that. Because the Bills have been one of the most frustrating, obnoxious teams to bet on this entire year. But the Bills, like, they're trending in the right direction. They're playing what I would say is good football given the type of team they are, right? Where you have the turnovers, you have some of those mistakes, you have injuries defensively for them. But Bills minus three? I really like him in this. I think this is where it – like, this has to come to an end for Kansas City, given the lack of weapons that you have at wide receiver. Like, at some point, you're going to hit a wall where a team is just better than you offensively, and it feels like the Bills can stop them on that side of the ball defensively and then also keep up offensively, especially if Josh Allen's running the ball for 70-something yards and a 52-yard touchdown run like he had last week.
1: Yeah, I think I'm a little more cautious on that than you. I'm going to need to see the injury Mm. report because – the game mm-hmm. against the Steelers was brutal, right? Sam oh, Sam yeah. Martin, the punter, he ends up tearing up his hamstring. We saw him limping all around. I think they actually picked up a new punter the other day, like yesterday or the day before. You've got Christian Benford who gets hurt, cornerback. You have Taron Johnson who gets hurt. Terrell Bernard, that's a big a big piece if he can't go in the middle of the field. Balen Spector, and so that's that's just the last week in the wild card game. You have Rasul Douglas. Who we don't know if he's gonna play gabe davis i think he's got a foot injury or an ankle injury safety taylor Mm -hmm. Rapp, he may not be able to go so you've got that middle of the field which is rasheed rice's zone who could get busy and as as the chiefs are starting to find their offensive stride basically run the ball with pacheco give the ball to uh travis kelsey and Uh, and Rasheed Rice in the middle of the field. That's kind of rinse and repeat. Maybe a little bit of Pat Pat Mahomes running, which he did a lot of last game. I think that's the recipe. And if there's a lot of guys out for the Bills defensively, this could get ugly pretty fast. So I'm going to need to see the injury report uh, closer to the end of the week.
0: It's crazy to think that this is Patrick Mahomes' first road playoff game. First one. But, you know... He was really good on the road. He did turn the ball over a lot, right? I think eight interceptions on the road this year. But he also completed 70% of his passes. He's 38-11 and on the road in his career. I know the playoffs is certainly different than what you've got going on in the regular season. But, you know, I know the Chiefs aren't where they used to be. So I I, I do, again, I'm hesitant taking Bills minus three. uh, But I I do watch a team even with those injuries and say, like, they've got the – They've got the ceiling that can be higher than where Kansas City is. Like, right now, when you say, if you take both teams, Bills and Chiefs, and say, all right, who has the higher ceiling? If it's like both teams play their best possible game this weekend, I'd take the Bills over the Chiefs because the, chief, the, the Chiefs just – like, besides Rasheed Rice and, you know, Kelsey is going to be who he's going to be at this point, it just feels like the Chiefs are a shell of what they used to be for right now. The Bills just have so much – in terms of weapons and Josh Allen by himself, just carrying that team. I, you got see, oh God, I, I yeah, I, I still have to probably go Buffalo in this. And like, it's, it's really hard to do that given how frustrating the bills have been this entire year. But Patrick Mahomes on the road in the playoffs hasn't been there before. lacks those weapons. I'm gonna do it, Trista. I'm gonna bet the bills minus three. I've decided I'm doing it, damn it.
1: I'm going to this game. And I'm a little bit nervous and that might be playing in. Place. Oh, that's, I watched, right. that's right. Yeah. yeah I watched I Cincinnati it. in the divisional round last year. It was Joe Burrow went down the field like a hot knife through butter. They had both bills had no pass rush and mm-hmm. Joe Burrow had all the time in the world to get the ball to T Higgins and Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd. And they were just, I mean, they were moving with ease and the weather was bad and that's Joe Burrow. With Patrick Mahomes going to a new level, I think I kind of have to take Chiefs plus three. Probably not taking mm-hmm. Chiefs money line, although I wouldn't be shocked. But this feels like it's going to be a close one. And and I hope I'm wrong. You know, the Bills, if they can exercise their demons and, and go to the AFC title game after beating Mahomes and Kansas City, that's storybook. But I'm a little worried.
0: I I mean, it's just... It's it. Out of all of the years these teams have played, right, and we felt like there was a rivalry building, we've now at the point where both teams feel like skeletons of their like the mac of what they used to be, and yet that's what makes this game so damn hard to predict. But yeah, I listen. I'm not happy about it, but I feel like I'm definitely leaning Bills there. Lions to me are a team I think that just rolls. I think this is this is the end for 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 the Bucks. The Lions just have this momentum. And I know there's no stat. there's no. It's a narrative bet, and it's a narrative feel, a narrative play, however you want to look at it. But there's just like a, a team of destiny feel, at least to get to the NFC Championship game against the 49ers through the Lions, because I think the 49ers also beat the Packers. That game could be close. Green Bay could cover that. Again, when we did Would You Rather, I said I'd rather take uh, the Texans plus 9.5 than the Packers plus 9.5. But, you know, the, the Lions just, like, there, there's something to be said about the, the storybook start to the playoffs for them, right? You go in, you're at home, Ford Field, it's loud, everybody's excited. Matt Stafford and the Rams come in. Oh, we hate Matt Stafford now. He wanted out those stupid Rams, big L.A., oh, we hate all of them. And they go out and they win that game and get that revenge. Just feels like that's something that's going to carry through where Tampa played against probably – At this point, one of the worst teams in terms of how they're playing in the NFL and the Eagles, and they're already out there apparently looking for new coordinators and stuff, though they haven't actually fired somebody like Brian Johnson, their offensive coordinator yet. But that just feels like, to me, Lions go out there and Lions roll in that game.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think you'd go ahead, though, and maybe look for some Mike Evans props, and maybe I won't do Mm -hmm. it for the benefit of all of you guys because whenever (laughs) I bet Mike Evans – (laughs) <laughs> Whenever I bet him, he does nothing, and I realize that maybe that's me. But Mike Evans, I think has a has a great matchup to go crazy like Puka Nakua did, and we saw what Puka was able to do early and often in that game. So I'm trying to get the odds right now of what Mike Evans is to have a hundred yards. But my my internet is going a little bit crazy. Uh, I will get it back to you. But he's a he has a great matchup, uh, especially in a in a dome where you know baker is going to be able to thrive
0: uh so i got it here okay so mike evans 100 plus receiving yards at mgm plus 230 his minus Woo! 110 or it's a 115 here uh over 69 and a half nice receiving yards as uh minus wow. 115 both ways plus 235 to get 100 plus
1: yeah i like that a lot i like that a lot i also like in terms of touchdowns in this game I think we have to just continue to say to ourselves, I know that he's banged up and I don't care. I think Sam Laporta is is the guy for the red mm-hmm. zone. And when he's out there, especially late in the season, he's been awesome. So Jameer Gibbs, I like, and I also like Sam Laporta. I'm not sure which one I'll take. I'll probably take Sam Laporta by itself. He's just been so good. Knee issue or not, man. They really rely on him, and he—they are so glad, I'm sure, that he's back.
0: Uh, Laporta plus one twenty-five for an anytime touchdown. If you're feeling real, real confident, uh, eight to one for the first touchdown in that game. So, yeah, Ooh, I love it. He's really come on. Kind of one of those next good young receivers, right, or tight ends, right? You just watch him, and you go, "Oh yeah, this guy is in the right offense," and yeah, even kind of playing through an injury still looks really good. You know, it's funny you mentioned Puka Have you ever? bet something forgot you bet it and then bet it at a different book at another price yes
1: oh yeah of course okay, yes good,
0: good. it's happened to me a puka? couple of times oh yeah I did thank God he went over so easily too I went over on receiving yards and then it was like a day later I I just I had so many bets this weekend and then I looked again and was like oh man I got t- I had a puka in, in a uh you know it was in a parlay and then I had him just on his own and I was like I gotta bet that again I don't I, I always check I go through and check everything I don't know how I missed it. Clearly, I had way too many out there. I should be betting responsibly. I promise I did. Uh, but thankfully, he went over. So really both hit. So it really doesn't matter. Because it's funny because, like, you know how you go back and w- have a game and you watch it and you go, God, I should have taken an alternate number. Oh, I should have taken so much more. I knew it would be big. So it kind of makes up for me not taking, like, 100-plus receiving yards for Puka Nakua. So you just have the twice percent. going over. Ah, yeah, So it was good. So I felt a little bit better about it. And I'm glad I'm not the only one. I feel like everybody's had that situation happen once or twice. But at least – at least it was wins because man you got a couple of you hit you bet something twice and go oh my god all I did was lose twice that's absolutely the worst thing to happen
1: oh that's definitely happening to me and that is that's a tough pill to swallow I tell you what you don't even mm. know what to do because you didn't mean to do it you really want to just like call someone or text someone that's at the book and it's like this is a mistake can I please return this bet I want to return <laughs> it like my Amazon package <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like if you can't even then you can't cash out. It's like if you notice it and you're like, I'll probably cash out of one of them. I don't need it twice or maybe get a different number. It's one thing if like you bet it at a different number, right? Like over 72 and a half and then 74 and a half. You start laddering or whatever. That's fine. But it's another when It's the exact same number at a similar price. It's just you being a dope and not paying attention. And by that, I mean me being a dope and not paying attention. So it is what it is. Uh, The NBA has got a lot of certainly good teams at the top. But what about some of the worst teams in the NBA? We got some numbers that'll show you. We have some of the worst teams in the history of the NBA. And who to fade? It's BetMGM Tonight.